الله محمد بن عبد الله وعلى آله وأصحابه. So all praises for Allah. May Allah's peace and blessings be upon his Prophet Muhammad ibn Abdullah and his companions and his family. And welcome to you all to a sitting of remembrance, of knowledge, of a summarized book. أبي عبد الله محمد بن إسماعيل البخاري رحمه الله. This is by Imam Muhammad bin Ismail al-Bukhari. المتوفى سنة ستة وخمسين ومئتين للهجرة. Who died in the year two hundred fifty-six after the Hijra of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم. وهو الإمام المعروف صاحب الصحيح. And he is the well-known Imam, the compiler of his book, As-Sahih. That book which the Muslims have agreed upon is the most authentic book after the Qur'an. And then thereafter, in authenticity, is the book of his student, Imam Muslim, Ibn Hajjaj. So these two books are the most authentic books after the Qur'an. And they are the most authentic books of a hadith of the Prophet And Imam al-Bukhari was a hafiz from the Hufad, so he was a great memorizer from this ummah. And he was an imam from the imams of hadith. He wasn't somebody that stuck to any particular madhab or any particular way of understanding. Rather, he was an imam who was mujtahid, that he would look into the proofs and analyze them himself. And he would follow in that the ahadith of the Prophet And he did not use to do actions except upon knowledge. Just like he made as a chapter in his book as Sahih chapter heading that knowledge precedes speech and action and the statement of Allah the mighty and majestic that which means know that there is none worthy of worship except him and seek forgiveness for your sins so Allah began with knowledge. So since Imam al-Bukhari was small and young, he did not used to do anything except in accordance with the narrations. And he would follow the proofs from the sunnah and the statements of the companions. And it was taken notice of his advancement in knowledge from a young age. 
وَشَهِدَ لَهُ كِبَارُ أَئِمَّةِ عَصْرِهِ And the major scholars of his time, the major imams, noticed and recognized his level of knowledge. وَاَعْتَنَتَ الْأُمَّ بَعْدَهُ بِكِتَابِهِ الصَّحِيحِ and the rest of this ummah, after his time, they gave great care and attention to his book, As-Sahih. So there are hundreds of books that, that give care and attention to this book, As-Sahih. So from these books that are a service to the book, As-Sahih, are those which explain these ahadith. And some of these books are summarizations of this book, As-Sahih. And some of these books which pay a service are biographies of the narrators. And some of the books that have been written are defenses of Imam al-Bukhari and defense of his book. So, the, so none except the people of innovation attack Imam al-Bukhari. And all of the different madahib, all of the schools of thought, of fiqh, benefit and whoever wants to bring as a proof وفي حياته عبر عظيمة. And in the life, in the life of Imam al-Bukhari, we find many valuable lessons. وفوائد جليلة. Many glorious benefits. فكتابه الصحيح. So his book, Sahih. اختار فيه أصح ما ورد. He chose to include in it the most authentic of what has come. وَلَيْسَ كُلُّ حَدِيثٍ صَحِيحٍ عِنْدَهُ وَضَعَهُ فِي الْكِتَابِ And he did not include, it, include in it every hadith that he thought was sahih. وَإِنَّمَا أَلَّفَ كِتَابَهُ اِخْتِصَارًا But indeed he compiled his book in a summarized way. وَهَذَا الْمُخْتَصَرُ عِنْدَهُ أَصْبَحَ عِنْدَنَا كَبِيرًا This summarization with him is actually something that we consider to be big and great because their knowledge indeed was very vast and they had very strong memorization that they could hear the, a hadith only one time and then memorize it and this is from the virtue of Allah the mighty and majestic that Allah created them and then prepared them for this. To carry and convey the sunnah of the Messenger of Allah. And to convey it, the sunnah to this ummah. And Imam al-Bukhari was an, was an imam in the sunnah. And he would strive against bid'ah, innovation in the religion. وَأُوذِيَ مِنْ أَجْلِ ذَلِكَ And he was harmed severely due to that. وَهَا هُوَا كِتَابُهُ صَحِيحُ الْبُخَارِ And this is the book Sahih al-Bukhari. بَعْدَ كِتَابِ بَدْئِ الْوَحِيُ وَالْعِلْمِ After he mentioned in the book, the chapter of the beginning of the revelation, in the book of knowledge, عَقَدَ كِتَابَ الْإِيمَانِ 
Then he brought the chapter of Iman. And he clarified in it the reality of Iman with, with the people of Sunnah. And he, with that chapter, he refuted both the Murjia and the Khawarij. The Murjia who remove actions from being from Iman. And we will discuss them in more detail. And also the others that Imam al-Bukhari refuted in this are the Khawarij. Those who declare Muslims to have left Islam due to their sins. And likewise, they make khuruj, they make rebellion against their Muslim rulers. And other than that, that he's refuted from their issues and deviations. And in Sahih al-Bukhari, you find the chapter heading clinging to the book and the sunnah. And in that, he refutes those who blind follow the madhahib. Those that reject and leave off following the proofs to, in order for them to follow the statements of their madhahib. And likewise, it refutes those who would give fatawa or verdicts in the religion based upon their own opinion. And the Prophet informed us about these kinds of people that would come about. Like both al-Bukhari and Muslim narrated from Abdullah ibn Amr وسلم, that the Prophet said Indeed Allah does not remove the knowledge all at once by, by pulling it out of the hearts or the chests of the men but indeed Allah removes the knowledge by causing the people of knowledge to die. Up until the point that there will not remain a single alim, a single scholar. That the, then the people will take the they will take the ignorant as leaders. So they will ask them questions. And those ignorant people will give religious verdicts without knowledge. And in another in another narration also in Sahih al-Bukhari, that they will give those verdicts based upon their own opinions. So they will be astray and they will likewise lead others astray. وفي صحيح البخاري تجد كتاب الحيل. And in كتاب the book صحيح البخاري you find in it the chapter of الحيل. يرد. And this is الحيل. This is when you. This is when somebody does something in a in a way to get around the actual verdict in the Sharia. And inshallah it'll become more clear with his example. 
الذين يفتون بالتحايل في المعاملات والأموال. So it refuted the people that do this heel in relating in relation to معاملات, different interactions and transactions between the people. أو الاحتيال والخداع في باب النكاح والزواج. Or in cheating and deceiving people in relation to marriage and contracts. قد كان بعض فقهاء الرأي يسلكون هذا الطريق. And it was that different scholars that ascribed themselves to the people of uh, opinion, the people that would give verdicts based upon their opinion, they would often use these types of verdicts, verdicts based on heel, which is to get around the verdict in the sharia. So they would give verdicts to the people that opposed the proofs. And these verdicts would be based upon these heel, based upon trying to sneak around the actual verdict. And at the end of Sahih al-Bukhari, there is the book of Tawheed and the refutation of the Jahmiya. So in that book is the refutation of those who do not affirm Allah's names and attributes. And in it is the Tawheed of Allah of His names and attributes. And the Tawheed of Allah that He alone is worthy of worship in all of the worship. And the Tawheed of Allah related to His Lordship and that which He has done with Allah's actions. Such as His ownership and His creation and His provisions. So all of this is only for Allah. So his book, Kitab al-Sahih, the book of Sahih, he started it with chapters related to the correct belief in Sunnah. And likewise, he closed his book and ended it with a chapter about the correct belief in Sunnah. And between that are the books of purification and hajj and paying zakat and other than that. And other, and other than that from the different chapters related to different subjects of the religion. And from the books that he has written this summarized treatise and before we begin to explain it, then I'd like to point out different affairs from his biography. Indeed, he used to cling to the Sunnah. And he would preserve that. And he defended it. Up until the point that he was harmed due to that. And he was expelled from his land. 
the ruler of his time expelled him from his land. يعني الدولة السلطان ومات رحمه الله تعالى and he died رحمه الله صبيحة يوم العيد the night before Eid من عام مئتين وستة وخمسين للهجرة in the year two hundred fifty six بعد أن صام رمضان after he finished fasting Ramadan ولم يصلي عليه إلا القليل and only a few people prayed over him prayed his janaza صلاة الجنازة خوفا that was out of fear من شدة التنفير عنه because of how much the people were warning against him كما ينفر اليوم عن أهل السنة just like up until today we see أهل السنة being warned against فيخاف بعض الناس من الحضور لهم so some people are scared to attend the gatherings of the people of Sunnah بسبب تلك التحذيرات الظالمة because of these oppressive warnings that are being spread ولكن الحق منصور but indeed the truth is aided فبعد موته ودفنه رحمه الله so after the death of Imam al-Bukhari and his burial تتابع الناس في الصلاة عليه وهو في قبره and the people continued to come and pray a janazah over him after he was buried وإلى اليوم and up until today لا أظن أنها تمر ساعة I don't think that any single hour passes في أي بقعة من العالم in anywhere around the world إلا ويذكر فيها البخاري ويدعى له except that Imam al-Bukhari is mentioned and people make dua for him وهذا فضل الله and this is from the virtue of Allah وعاقبة الثبات على السنة and this is from the good ending that comes about due to sticking to the sunnah. And, and not from not turning towards innovation and desires. So today, millions of people make dua for him. In their lessons. Or during the Jum'ah khutbah. Or if they write a book and they mention him. Then they mention that Imam al-Bukhari narrated this hadith. Rahimahullah. And al-Bukhari said, may Allah have mercy on him. This is a tremendous aid for the person of Sunnah. Even if he did not seem to be aided and successful during his time. So Allah made for him this great remembrance. So upon us is to contemplate and benefit from that. And that we ourselves increase in clinging to the sunnah. And that we know and recognize that the good ending is for the people of taqwa. We shouldn't be sad. And we shouldn't become bored or lazy. Due to what we find from the harms of clinging to the sunnah. Rather we become happy due to that. And we know that these difficulties lead to a greater reward with Allah. وفي صحيح البخاري and in Sahih al-Bukhari 
في من حديث خديجة رضي الله عنها حديث خديجة رضي الله عنها في أول بعثة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم when the prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم was first sent as a messenger أخذته خديجة إلى ورقة بن نوفل خديجة رضي الله عنها took him صلى الله عليه وسلم to ورقة بن نوفل وكان قد كبر في السن and he was very old at the time وتنصر في الجاهلية and he had become a Christian during that time وتعلم الكتاب and he learned the book وقرأ بالعبرانية and he used to read their language فلما سمع من النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم so once he heard from the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم ما حصل له في غار حراء what happened to him in that cave of Hira أخبره أن هذا هو الملك الذي أنزل على موسى. Then Waraka informed the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم that this indeed was the angel that descended that descended upon him is the same angel that descended upon Prophet Musa. وأنه نبي من الله. And that he, meaning Muhammad صلى الله عليه وسلم, is also a prophet from Allah. فآمن به ورقة بن نوفل. So Waraka بن نوفل believed in him. وقال يا ليتني أكون فيها جذعا. So he said, Oh, if only I was a strong youth. Why did he hope for that? Is it because he wanted to get a certain uh, position? Was he hoping to get some type of wealth or money from, uh, from the da'wah? He didn't hope to be a youth youth for any of those reasons. Indeed, what he said was, Indeed, I hope that I, or I wish that I would have been a youth, a strong youth, for when the people throw you out. Indeed, I would, I would aid you with a tremendous aid and help. يتمنى أن يكون شابا عند بعثته صلى الله عليه وسلم. So he wished that he would have been a youth at the time of the Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم being sent. لينصره وينصر دعوته. So that he could help and aid him and help aid his da'wah. وأنتم شباب. And you all are youth. أكثركم شباب. Most of you are youth. فكونوا أنصار سنته. So be those who aid the sunnah of the Prophet. وحملة دعوته. And be carriers of his dawah. So the Prophet said, So the Prophet said, Are they going to throw me out? So Waraka said, Yes. So Waraka explained that nobody has come with what you have come with except that people take him as an enemy. And in another narration that he said, except that the people would harm him. So thereafter, the Prophet was thrown out of Mecca. And he left making hijrah to Medina. And likewise, Thereafter, Imam al-Bukhari, rahimahullah, was thrown out of his land. Except the people of shirk, 
are the ones that expelled the Prophet ﷺ. But the people that expelled Imam al-Bukhari were Muslims. But they were oppressive to him. And they accused him of that which he was actually free from. And due to that, or along with that, many students used to follow him. And he said to the ruler, You are the ruler. If you want me to remain in your land, then I will stay. And if you want me to leave, then I'll leave. So he did not try and fight against the Sultan, the ruler. And he didn't try to incite the people to rebel against the Sultan, the ruler. But indeed, he heard and obeyed his Muslim ruler. And this is a tremendous issue. That the people of innovations and desires, they fall short in. And those of us that live in Muslim countries, we face a great amount of fitna, a great amount of turmoil. Due to the way of those khawarij, those who seek rebellion. Those who rebel against their Muslim rulers. And they incite against them. And they rise up against them with protests and other than that from rebellion. So by doing that, they oppose the Sunnah. And they fall into innovation. And they bring about this turmoil. And blood is spilled. And the safety and security is corrupted. And people's honor is taken away. And all of this is from the evils of innovation. So in the sunnah is guidance and mercy. And in the sunnah is safety and security. And in the sunnah is ease and relaxation for both the heart and the body. And as for bid'ah, as for innovation, then it brings about difficulty and fatigue. Along with what the person of bid'ah waits for from punishment in the hereafter. So this, the third point is related to the life of Imam al-Bukhari. Imam al-Bukhari was not an Arab. And his student, Imam Muslim, was an Arab. And we know from that that the da'wah of sunnah does not have in it any racism or nationalism. That there is nothing related to the different 
lands. And there is no blind partisanship to one's tribe. والأجناس. Or one's عربي, no. غير عربي, or one's, one's nationality. And likewise in the call of the Sunnah. So the Imam of this Ummah in Hadith and the one who compiled the most authentic book in this Ummah was not Arabic. And the Imam of the people of Hadith of this time الإمام الألباني رحمه الله. إمام الألباني رحمه الله. ليس بعربي. Likewise was not Arab. فدعوة السنة هي السنة. So the call to the Sunnah is the Sunnah. من رفعها رفعه الله. Whoever raises that da'wa, then Allah raises him. من أي قبيلة كان. No matter what tribe he might be from. وبأي لسان نطق. And with whatever language he speaks. وقد كان الصحابة رضي الله عنهم. and the Sahaba رضي الله عنهم indeed. فيهم العربي. among them were Arabs. وفيهم الفارسي. and from them were Persians. وفيهم الحبشي. and among them were Abyssinians. وفيهم الرومي. and from them were Romans. وهكذا أئمة السنة. and likewise the Imams of the Sunnah. فهم من أجناس وألسنة مختلفة. so they were from Different nations and different languages. But it was the Sunnah that brings them all together. And this is me in front of you. I'm from Yemen. And you're from Sri Lanka. And my brother Adam is from America. And Sheikh Al-Anjari is from Kuwait. And these scholars are from Saudi. فدعوة السنة. شيخ ربيع وشيخ الفوزان. فالشيخ خالد بن عبد الرحمن آل زكي من مصر. الشيخ خالد عبد الرحمن is from Egypt. فدعوة السنة ليس فيها بلد معين. So the da'wah of sunnah does not have any specific country. ويستفيد بعضنا من بعض. And we each all benefit from each other. ويعلم بعضنا بعضا. And we each teach each other. ونسعى في نصرة هذه السنة. and we strive together to aid the sunnah. والصبر عليها. and be patient upon it. فعلينا أن نكون كذلك حفظكم الله. so upon us is to all be upon that way. may Allah preserve you all. ومسيرته وحياته. and the way of and life of Imam al-Bukhari. فيها فوائد كثيرة. in it has many benefits. وهناك ندوة علمية. and there is a a talk or a conference that was done which a, a number of mashaykh participated in on the topic of Imam al-Bukhari and his life. And it was spread on the uh, the Nahj al-Wadih radio online. That different mashaykh participated in it. Sheikh Muhammad Al Anjari. So Sheikh Muhammad Al Anjari. Sheikh Ahmed Al Subayi. Sheikh Ahmed Subayi. Sheikh Khalid Abdul Rahman. Sheikh Khalid Abdul Rahman. And Sheikh Abu Al Fadl Muhammad bin Umar Al Libi. Sheikh Abu Al Fadl Muhammad Al Libi. And Sheikh Ahmed bin Umar Bazmul. Sheikh Ahmed bin Umar Bazmul. From Mecca. From Mecca. And Sheikh Ruzayk Al Qurashi. Sheikh Ruzayk Al Qurashi. And others. And other than them. 
وكان فيها فوائد كثيرة. And there were many benefits that were mentioned. من استطاع أن يصل إليها. Whoever is able to listen to that. ولا على الله يسر ترجمتها. And perhaps Allah might make easy the translation of it. فهذه من مسؤوليتكم. أما هذه الرسالة. As for this treatise or this book that we will read. فهي خالصة في مسائل الاعتقاد والسنة. Then it is specific to issues of the belief and sunnah. And it, is, it has an authentic chain back to Imam al-Bukhari. That it was narrated from him with a chain of narration. Imam Abu al-Qasim al-Lalaka'in. Imam Abu al-Qasim al-Lalaka'in. Fi kitabihi sharf i'tiqad usul ahli sunnah. In his book, أو شرح أصول اعتقاد أهل السنة. In his book, which means the meaning of the title is the explanation of the foundations of the people of Sunnah. قال الحافظ ابن حجر في فتح الباري. ابن الحافظ ابن حجر رحم الله said in فتح الباري, which is explanation of Bukhari. رواه اللالكائي بإسناد صحيح إلى البخاري. That Ibn Al-Lalikai narrated it. With an authentic chain of narration to Imam Al Bukhari. And the Imams of Sunnah. They indeed authored many books on the correct aqidah, the correct belief. To clarify and explain the Sunnah. And to refute innovations. And this is something that we should recognize and know about well. Because many of the people because there are some people that they strive and put great effort in regards to the issues of fiqh. But he doesn't focus enough on the issues of correct belief and sunnah. Indeed, you might even find that he goes to extremes. And he searches. That he digs deeply into issues related to fiqh. Such as the permissibility of certain foods. Or other than that from different issues. ولا يرفع اهتماما بالسنة. But he doesn't raise the same level of importance to learning the Sunnah. والحذر من البدعة. And in warning against innovations. أو تجد. Or you find. أناسا آخرين. That there's other kinds of people. يبالغ في باب الشهوات. That they go to extremes in relation to their desires. ويبذل في التحذير منها جهده. And they. Put great effort, so they might go to extremes in how they deal with sins. But as it relates to innovations and desires, they don't have the same amount of effort of warning against. And they don't strive in warning against innovations and desires. The same level that they warn against other kinds of sins. But with the people of Sunnah, they are agreed upon that, that bid'ah 
is worse than other types of sins. قال شيخ الإسلام ابن تيمية ابن تيمية رحمه الله said في مجموع الفتاوى in his compilation of religious verdicts المجلد عشرين صفحة مئتين وثلاثة so in it, volume twenty page two hundred three وأصحاب والشبهات the people of innovations and doubts أشد وأضر are more severe and more harmful من أصحاب المعاصي والشهوات than the people of sins and desires بالسنة والإجماع and this is we know this by the Sunnah and the agreement of the people of Sunnah وقال سفيان الثوري رحمه الله سفيان الثوري رحمه الله said البدعة أحب إلى إبليس من المعصية that bid'ah is more beloved to Iblis than sins. This is because bid'ah is legislating in other is legislating from other than Allah. Like Allah said, which means in Surah Shura, do they have Partners that legislate for them in the religion that which Allah did not permit. So the people of Sunnah had agreed upon. So the people of Sunnah had agreed upon that, but, and there has been many texts that have come in relation to the Khawarij. And the Prophet ﷺ said about the Khawarij that if I reached them, then I would have killed them like the killing of the people of Aid. And the Prophet ﷺ said about them that they are dogs of the hellfire. And he said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, that they are the worst of those killed under the sky. So what does this mean? What does this mean? Because under the sky, many of the kuffar are even killed. So Ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, answered this question. In his book, Minhaj al-Sunnah al-Nabawiyah. قال ومعنى ذلك he said the meaning of that لأنهم يجتهدون في قتل كل مسلم that is because the Khawarij strive to kill every Muslim يخالف ما هم عليه من العقيدة والباطل every Muslim that opposes what they are upon from their corrupt belief فكان ضررهم على المسلمين so their harm upon the Muslims في الدنيا in this worldly life is much more harmful than the harm that comes about from the Yahud and Nasara. And that is the end of this quote from Ibn Taymiyyah. So we find that there are many ahadith against the Khawarij. And there are people that are known for a lot of praying. And a lot of fasting. And a lot of recitation of the Quran. And that they stay away from 
sins and major sins. But they they've fallen into what is even more severe. And that is corruption of the aqidah, corruption of the belief. And deviation in the sunnah and correct methodology. And they give the ruling or place a ruling upon others as having extremes. So they declare Muslims to be disbelievers. And they consider their, the blood of those Muslims to be permissible to speak. And they rebel against the Muslim rulers. And the Khawarij used to. They would consider things that are not actually sins, they would consider to be sins. Then they, they would declare people to be kufar based upon sins. So beware of falling into some of their way and you don't even realize it. So they make they consider things that aren't even to sins, they consider it to be sins. And they declare to be haram things which are not actually haram. And they declare Muslims to be disbelievers due to them falling into something that is a sin. And even though we have all of these ahadith and the statement of the Prophet to the Sahaba that you will consider your prayer disgraceful in comparison to their prayer. And likewise you will consider your fasting disgraceful in comparison to their fasting. And your recitation you will consider to be disgraceful to their. And indeed, you will find you. And the Prophet ﷺ continued by saying, and you will consider your recitation of the Quran to be disgraceful in comparison to their recitation. And when the Prophet ﷺ was brought by somebody who would drink khamar, a man stood up. And he cursed that man who drank hummer, who drank wine. So the Prophet ﷺ said to him, do not curse him. Or do not curse him. Because indeed he loves Allah and his messenger. And this is even though the Prophet ﷺ cursed the one who drinks Hummer ten times. But this cursing is general. So don't you put it specifically upon an individual. Like this hadith proves. I've mentioned this from the proofs that Shaykh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah mentioned. That indeed the people of innovations and doubts are more harmful than the people of sins and desires based upon the sunnah and the ijma'ah. 
meaning by the proofs of the Sunnah and the consensus or agreement of the Imams. So some of the people, may Allah guide them, we don't find them active we don't find them active in warning against bid'ah or the people of corrupt and you you might find that they refute you people of sunnah for doing that and like we find some of the people we find that they might strive and give extra focus to issues of fiqh. And they give great effort and attention to it. And it could be issues that are issues of difference of opinion between the scholars. Whether it's issues related to the prayer, or purification, or issues related to hijab, like uncovering the face, or other than that from the issues. So you find that he strives and gives great attention to these types of matters. And he might even be extreme and harsh against his brothers due to these issues. But you won't find that he has speech against innovations and desires. And Ibn Taymiyyah was asked, Why don't you author a, a large book about fiqh issues? But instead, you author all of these big books about the aqidah, about the belief. Write a book about fiqh. And write in it your choices of fiqh and your proofs for it. So Ibn Taymiyyah answered by saying that the issues of fiqh are easy. And if a person needs to know about an issue of fiqh, then he can just ask. وَلَوْ قَلَّدَ أَحَدَ الْفُقَهَاءِ إِذَا لَمْ يَكُنْ عَالِمًا هُوَ جَاز And if he himself was not a scholar, then, and he uh, followed another, if he himself was a, not a scholar, and he followed a scholar for a particular ruling, then that's permissible. أَمَّا الْعَقِيدَةَ فَأَمْرُهَا عَظِيمٌ as for aqidah, as for the belief, then its affair is tremendous. And a mistake in the aqidah is very dangerous. And a deviation in the aqidah, in the belief, has a great harm, both in this life and the hereafter. And the innovations and desires, the people fall into it often. Rahimahullah ta'ala. Rahimahullah, that was And most of what's included in the fatawa, in the religious verdicts of Ibn Taymiyyah, are just that. It's just verdicts. He's asked about an issue, so he answers it. But as for the beliefs and refutation of bid'ah, 
فمنها مؤلفات مستقلة. Then he has huge books that are specific for that. ومنها فتاوى فردية. And likewise, he has individual verdicts and answers. ككتاب العقيدة الوسطية. Such as عقيدة وسطية. العقيدة الحموية. And عقيدة حموية. الرسالة التدمرية. The Risala of Tadmuria. Dar Ta'arud al-Aql wa'l-Naql. Dar Ta'arud al-Aql wa'l-Naql. Al-Tis'iniyya. Al-Tis'iniyya. Wahiya fil-Raddi ala al-Ashaira min Tis'ina wajhan. In that book, Tis'iniyya, which means 90, then this is a refutation of the Ashaira from 90 different angles. Wa-Ithbati sifati al-Kalami lillahi azza wa jal. In affirming the attribute of speech to Allah, the Mighty and Majestic. In affirming that this Quran is from the speech of Allah, the Mighty and Majestic. Like, like how this issue will come. So that which is important from these issues is that Imam al-Bukhari and other than him from the Imams اعتنوا بالعقيدة والسنة. That they gave great care and attention to belief in the Sunnah. فألفوا فيها رسائل مستقلة. So they compiled specific books for this. على اختلاف بلدانهم. Across the many different lands that they lived in. واختلاف أزمنتهم. And in the different times that they lived in. إلا أن جهدهم واحد. But we find that their striving was one. كله لإحياء السنة. All of their efforts were to revive the Sunnah. والرد وإماتة البدعة. And refuting and killing off innovation. وهكذا هي دعوتك في هذه الحياة. And like that is your da'wah in this life. ونقرأ الآن إن شاء الله أول رسالته رحمه الله. And we'll begin by reading the beginning of his risala, رحمه الله, his book. إلا إذا حضرت وقت صلاة العشاء نصلي العشاء ثم نعود إذا نقف نصلي العشاء ثم نعود بعد صلاة العشاء إن شاء الله. So we'll pause for Isha prayer and then we'll continue afterwards إن شاء الله.